uh, my best friend at the time, her now, well, he's, he's transitioned since, but her girlfriend at the time, um, I remember one day we were sitting, we were just sitting chilling in the living room and I just kind of, I asked him, I was like, do you ever feel like you're in the wrong body? And cause he gave off a lot of masculine energy. So I, I just kind of like, do you feel like you're in the wrong body? And like immediately he said, yes. And I was like, me too. But that was just kind of the end of the conversation. I didn't really go past that. And I just- What's up everybody. And welcome to the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of Black, LGBTQIA plus individuals through an interview-style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA plus individual. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, joined today by a very special guest. We got Mo in the building. Mo, tell the people about yourself. Uh, shoot. I am 32 years old. Sometimes I got to think about it. You know, I feel like after 30, you really got to You just think. be like, what? What year <laughs> yeah, was I born? <laughs> but um, 32, uh, from Dallas. I recently moved out to the outskirts of Houston. So um, adjusting to that. Um, I don't really know. I started transitioning in 2018. I am a transgender male. Um, I don't really have, I don't, you put me on the spot. I don't know. That's I don't good really enough. Know. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's me in a nutshell, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're, so you say you just moved to Houston? Dallas? Yeah. Houston? How's that been? It's been good. It's been good. I moved in with a couple of friends. Okay. So just getting adjusted. And I, I really actually love Houston. I'm actually like, 30 minutes outside of Houston, mm-hmm. but I've been in Houston like almost every weekend. So, but I really do. I love, I feel like it's more fast paced than Dallas is. Yeah. I really do enjoy it. Yeah. So it's really like a big difference between like, cause D- Dallas and Houston are like two of the bigger <laughs> like metro areas in right. Texas. Yeah. So it's like a big difference between the two. It is. And I say the, what's the, what's the way I want to say this? It's more, I feel like Houston is more culturally aware, more urban than Dallas is. I feel like since Dallas is closer to Oklahoma, they're more mm. whitewashed, if you will. Mm. Um, but out here in Houston, it's, it's, they just have a lot more going and it's a lot more culturally aware. I'll, I'll just say that it's, it's a mm-hmm. lot more black people out here. So, That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that, that feel, it definitely feels better. <laughs> it, it does. Be around it your own people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, dope, man. All right, cool, man. Well, look, you know how we do over here. We got to start all the way at the beginning. Okay. So, you know, obviously being um, a transgender um, person, your your journey, there's a kind of, there's a few things that, you know, you kind of, you experience, right? So what was the first time that you felt like you were different, whether it was that you liked, you know, a different sex than like other people or like you kind of felt like, well, the girls are doing this, but I don't really want to do that. Like, what was the process for you going all the way back to the beginning? Back to the beginning. I can't, there's some transgender males. I feel like they'll always be like, you know, I knew from like when I was like young that I, I knew that I was transgender. I wasn't even aware that transgender was a thing until I was like, 
in high school. And even then, I only knew it to be to where you can transition from male to female. Because I had mm. seen it like there's this one uh, season of Real World that had this transgender woman on there. That's yeah. The first I don't know if you used to watch uh-huh. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Real World. And so that's that's the first time I had oh, ever What was her name? I forgot. I think oh, it was man. Kate. It's something with a K. What? But that's the first time I had seen somebody transgender. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know you could do that so and i totally wasn't aware that you could trans uh trans trans um transition to uh female to male transition from female to male so um but i can't remember being like a child and always wishing that i was a boy or i could do boy things like i remember when i was young i used to want to wear my shirt off and just i just i couldn't understand like why they can wear their shirts off but i can't you know or, or why boys can do certain things but i'm not supposed to do it or yeah just different things like even like my grandmother would say oh i hate to say she's telling me little girls ought to be seen and not heard and i was like well i want to be heard i don't, don't want to just be seen i want to be seen and heard and so i can remember just little things like that just kind of but i just thought i was a tomboy i just thought i was gay you know so it was it again I did I wasn't aware that you could do that but so I I can say when I was young I I felt like I was different but I didn't really know where to place those feelings of being different if that makes sense you know Mm -hmm. so yeah but yeah yeah so how was um like how was you know normal like childhood dating like you know kind of having your crushes and like you know things like that for you how was that going through like you know middle high school um, into your early adulthood how was that process uh well I can remember being like in preschool and having a crush on like a fifth grade girl like I, I remember not really being interested in boys now I had little boyfriends here and there especially like in middle school and high school and I tried it but I, I was always kind of standoffish towards them it would be kind of and it's the weirdest thing because it was like the more I would be standoffish or be distant it's like the more the guys wanted me and it just it was a turnoff to me but I can remember being very very young and having my first crush on a fifth grade girl um and just kind of dealing with those emotions and then when I got now of course like when you're in elementary school you're not really dating seriously right really like you want to so, be my boyfriend you want to be my yeah, boyfriend with like, a little yeah, note <laughs> little stuff like that you know yeah. but once we got into school it got to be a little bit more serious and I started to take my feelings for the opposite or the, the same sex at the time mm-hmm. um a little bit more seriously and I was, a, I was very afraid to say it or to even come out or to tell my friends because I didn't want them to look at me different or, or whatever have you but I ended up coming out in middle school and I even told my mom in middle school and um she didn't take to it too well at first mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was like you know you know you're going to hell right mm-hmm. so that was one of the first things that she told me and I was like and we didn't really speak about it until I want to say my senior year in high school. So in between all the time, I did have girlfriends. Like I had a high school sweetheart. Well, I had like two. I started dating this one girl and my very first girlfriend in freshman year of high school. And then I started dating somebody else, my other high school sweetheart, like in sophomore year. And so I was pretty on and off with them for the most part during high school and then in high school like like I said during my senior year me and my mom had a a sit down talk like a real heart to heart and she was like you know it just um what did she say she she was kind of like it just it took me some time to get used to it or to um 
get acclimated. She's like, but just seeing you and seeing how you are, like, I no longer believe like you're going to hell. I don't think that gay people are going to hell or, or whatever. So it really started to open up her mind and that made me feel a whole lot better. And we've really had a great relationship since, like, I've always had a pretty good relationship with my mom, but as far as like my orientation or whatever happened, yeah. like, that, that was smoothed over once we had that talk. But so I guess in a nutshell to answer your question, dating growing up, it was, it was a rocky road, but, um, but yeah, it, it was what it was. When you came, when you coming out at this point, is this coming out as in, in coming out and saying that you wanted to transition or coming out and saying that you like girls? Coming out and saying I like girls. Okay. Now, I didn't realize that I wanted to transition probably until I was like 25, 26. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't start transitioning until I was 27. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that, that was a whole even coming to terms with the fact that I wanted to transition, that was a process in itself. Because at first I just thought I was, um, what are they called? I think it's trans masculine, where you just identify with male aspects or male mm-hmm. attributes, but you don't necessarily feel like you're a man. Yeah. And at first I was like, okay, well, maybe that's me. You know, maybe, maybe that's it. But then it kind of started to feel like that, that just didn't sit well. And then once I, I had a, um, an acquaintance at the time who was talking about their coming out and they're transitioning and I was like I that's the first time I realized that female to male could happen I was like oh that can be a thing Mm -hmm. and so once I started I started looking into it and and researching and and for myself but I was like you know I can never I can never do that though like I like people would think I'm crazy like my family would think I'm crazy like what are people gonna think like that's Mm -hmm. that's just that's mind-blowing to me so I kind of put it on the back burner for a couple of years until um I had a friend of mine uh, my best friend at the time her now well he's he's transitioned since but her girlfriend at the time um I remember one day we were sitting we were just sitting chilling in the living room and I just kind of I asked him I was like do you ever feel like you're in the wrong body and because he gave off a lot of masculine energy so I I just kind of like do you feel like you're in the wrong body and like immediately he said yes and I was like me too but that was just kind of the end of the conversation. I didn't really go past that. And I was just kind of like, hmm. But it kind of made me feel good that somebody else felt the yeah, same way I did. Yeah. Even if I didn't act, act on my, you know, what I wanted to do. But I was just kind of like, well, that, 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 that gave me some solace that he felt the same. But I started to see him start to transition himself. And I was like, I want to do that. Like, I, I, I want to get out there and do that. And, um, and again, I, I was real, real scared. I was real scared to do it. But what made the defining factor for me I remember one night I was talking to one of my cousins and she was like and I was telling her I was like you know I've been thinking about it you know I kind of want to but scared of what people gonna think I don't know and she was like you know what cuz you're gonna be miserable for the rest of your life trying to make other people happy amen I said damn yes right you're right (laughs) so I was like you're right and it's funny because my girlfriend at the time when I had told her, she was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be with a man. Like, that's not what I want. That's not, nah, that's not my, my steeds. And so I also put it on the back burner for her too. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I really love her. I want to keep her. I don't want to lose her. So let me just kind of put this on the back burner, but it ended up that she ended up leaving me. And at first I was devastated and all that other kind of mess. But mm-hmm. once I kind of started to get over it, I was like, well, you know what? I might as well transition because 
now I can, I'm free to do what I want to do. I'm not, I don't have anybody in my ear saying, well, that's not what I really want. So I was like, you know what? My cousin was right. I can't be spending my life just trying to make everybody else happy. Let me, let me see where this takes me. And, mm-hmm. and I got my, went to see, I, I go to Planned Parenthood to get my testosterone. And so I made an appointment at Planned Parenthood. They do what's called informed consent, where they just, you don't necessarily, because a lot of times, especially before you would need like a doctor's note, a year of therapy and all this stuff in order to, and all these requirements in order to get testosterone. Um, but with Planned Parenthood, they just do informed consent, which is where they just tell you what the possible side effects can be. You're of sound mind and of age to say that, you know, I, 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 I'm aware of the side effects, but I'm willing to take the risk and they prescribe it to you. So I got my prescription. And I sat on it for about a month or two before I even took it. But the first day I took that shot, that's like one of the happiest days of my life. Like I just, I felt different. Even though none of the changes had taken place yet. It wasn't like anything was different just then, but I felt different. I felt freer, you know? So yeah, that's, that's kind of how that went. Nice. So just to kind of go back a little bit to, to help people with the mindset, right? Because I think the you were talking about it with your friend and like the parts of your friend that were like giving off this like masculine energy that was above like a tomboy or like a stud or like, yeah. you know, a really masculine woman. It was like something mm-hmm. further than that, right? But talk right. about your own internal experience of like why it's different, like the the feeling like you're in the wrong body is different than anything else right like walk Mm -hmm. like talk about just kind of how that felt for you and why you know you why it wouldn't be that oh I just need to dress like a boy right like it's it's further than just like the physical right like talk about Mm that um for me the mindset it's kind of like how how I explained it's kind of similar to how I explained it to my mom whenever I was telling her that I wanted to transition. It was kind of like, you know, some, some women look at men and they find them attractive or whatever have you. Um, and it's, it's like, that's where their mindset goes. I said, when I look at a man, I'm looking at, oh, I wish I could be him. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like a, it's I like want to be like him. Yeah, it was like an idealization. It's, mm-hmm. it's not that, it's not that I just want to be like you. I wanted to be you and it just I just noticed how it felt whenever I was referred to as because you know sometimes like even with studs like it, you, you can get called boy sometimes yeah, all the time just, you, know, he, you know or mister or, or, or mister mm-hmm. or you know stuff like that like for me that felt like validating that felt good to me whenever people would do those that are you know misgender me in, in back then to say I was a boy or 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 attribute me to having boy or manly ways or just things like that. That was that was validating for me. That felt good to me. Like mm-hmm. I, and I hated being seen as a woman or being seen as that. That's just how it felt different for me. Just just the validation yeah. from from things. The validation from male associations. Male association. Yeah, yeah. and like kind of almost yeah. like the like the the disdain for women associations like it's like I don't want to be associated with these things right like they don't feel like who I am they don't feel Mm -hmm. comfortable for me yeah no that makes that that makes sense for me so for you um was did you ever eat but prior to transitioning with uh your prior to your testosterone journey um did you start 
having people refer to you as he or did that kind of come after like what was your order of like because there's like so many so many different things and um I talked to Jay um a while back about just like the the spectrum of transitioning like there's no such thing as like fully transitioned right it's like for every single person the level of transitioning is different like it's for some people just changing their name and people calling them either he or she depending on which you know transition you're having is enough and then for some mm-hmm. people it's like the physical manifestation and in some it's the anatomy and for some it's you know all the the levels right so talk about just for you like what those what those things were uh, with the different levels, as far as like my pronouns or wanting to be referred to as he, I tried it out. I first tried it out on my ex and she wasn't really good with that. And this was the ex who signed, I don't want to be with a man or whatever. And so I kind of told her, I was like, you know, I would like to be referred to as he or whatever. And she would try from time to time, but it, she wasn't really with it or whatever. But then after we broke up and I started to um, when I started to think about transitioning, I t- told one of my best friends at the time, and she, like, from the moment I told her that's what I wanted to be referred to as, she was on it, like, she referred to me, and that, that also made me feel good, I was kind of, it kind of, it was like a sign, like, okay, this is, this is going in the right direction, because this mm-hmm. is, this makes me feel good, so I just tried it out on, like, her, and I want to say really it was only her who I would just, who I told and who I was really like, hey, I want you to refer to me as he. Um, so that was the first person who really started to do it. And then I came, I, I told people at work um, when I had, I want to say like my first month in or, or like, my, yeah, like my first month in on testosterone, I told people at work and uh, just so they could start to get acclimated, you know, hey, if you start to see these changes, this is what I'm going through. I would prefer if you, you know, refer to me as he or him. And I spoke my family to it. Um, and everybody, it, it took people some time to get with. There are some people, there are some people in my life who, from the moment I told them, they were on it, like my best friend at the time. There are other people who it, it kind of, you know, took some time to acclimate yeah. because I always say that when you're transitioning, you're also, everybody around you is transitioning. Yeah, well. absolutely. They're mm-hmm. having to you know, get used to and acclimated to this new you. Um, And then there are other people who still struggle with it. So, um, but that's kind of how the the process for me kind of went as far as my pronouns go. Um, And as far as feeling fully transitioned, I feel like dysphoria, it's a monster that kind of evolves and grows on its own because I feel like in the beginning stages, I was so worried about, oh, I want to be referred to as he, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to see the physical changes as far as like hair and um, my voice changing and stuff like that. I was worried about that. So once those things started to come, I kind of felt like then I was focused on my chest, like I'm ready to get my chest off. Like it was the dysphoria was was, was um, centered around my breast and just I hated, I can't tell you how much I hated having those things, like having my chest and, and getting that removed. And I wasn't so concerned with my downstairs anatomy. I was like, you know, I can do without a dick. I don't need that. Like, I'm <laughs> right. um, I just want my chest off, you know? But then once I got my mastectomy, got my chest off, now the dysphoria has now moved towards, I do want a penis. And mm-hmm. I do plan, it's, it's just that surgery is very, 
it's it's a surgery with a lot more complications and mm -hmm. a, and a lot more risk. So I'm kind of trying to buy my time to see exactly when I want to. But I do know I've come to a decision that that is something that I do want. But it ha that hadn't always that desire hadn't always been there. So mm -hmm. like I said, the dysphoria kind of it evolves on its own, and it kind of like it focuses. Like once you take care of one thing, it's like oh, next thing. Let's yeah. this thing. <laughs> yeah. But that's not to say there are some guys who never have the desire to have one or never you know there are some guys who don't have the desire to get their breasts removed it's just it's it just depends on the person you know but for me that's how my dysphoria and how my progress kind of went yeah how'd you feel like um when um when like you start seeing like like the physical changes start coming and you're like okay like like you you have like a lot of guys don't keep the facial hair like some will like you know some some will grow it and like some won't keep it but you 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 have your you, you know your nice beard and everything like that how did you feel like when it first started coming in or like Man, your voice was I it like, like crazy shit. for you did you notice it yeah, because it's like when you when you first doing it, you looking. It's like I was always looking for my because I had my little five o'clock shadow, and I was like, oh, it's, it's coming in, and and I'm you know like and and looking back on pictures now, it's funny because I saw a lot of change back then, but looking back on now, it's like it really wasn't that much of a difference. Mm -hmm. But I it it was invigorating to me. Like I I was I feel like the shit. I was like mm -hmm. I'm starting to get here. Yeah, like yeah, like I was, you know, it was. I feel like like I I fell in love with myself. I can yeah. say that. Like now, when I look in the mirror, like I truly adore. Aside from the gain weight that I've gotten, I really want to get in shape. But aside from that, I love what I see when I look in the mirror, as opposed to where I I didn't I didn't used to love myself. I didn't used to love what I saw in the mirror. So just yeah. seeing that facial hair come in and all this stuff that that was it was the best thing ever to me, you know? Yeah. And that's the goal for everybody is like right. falling in love with yourself. I feel like that's the perfect like way to put it is like doing whatever you have to do to get to that place where you could be like, damn, I really love myself. You know what I'm right. saying? Like the world would be such a better place if we could all, you know, yeah. remove our fear and get to that place. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, that's dope. So what does life look like for you now? Um, obviously, you know, you talk about, you know, some of the things that you still want to do, but, you know, I think at this point, um, what does life look like for you now, whether it be dating, um, socially, um, how, how does it, how's life? Uh, what life is, life for me right now is trying to focus on me. Um, I was recently engaged, recently in a relationship. I'm no longer in that relationship. And I can say that it's due to just certain things that I've got to mature on, certain things that I've got to, I've got to get more emotional control, emotional intelligence. Um, just, I've, I've got to focus on me and just mature in certain areas that I, I, you know, I realized through that relationship. So I'm thankful for that relationship to show me those things. Um, so right now, it's like, I'll talk to people here and there, or I'll, I'll talk to women here and there, but it's nothing really serious because right now I really do want to focus on me and just growing and I want to make sure that I'm mentally prepared for the next time when I am in a relationship whether it be with because I you know I'm not gonna lie I do still want the relationship that I was in but if that doesn't pan out I just want to make sure that I'm ready whether it be for her for the next woman or whatever have you so right now it's just focusing on me and trying to implement certain things like meditation and working out and getting a good work-life balance and so th that's that's what life is for me right now just the I want to say this is the year of me and I want to try and I told myself this year 
want to try and start traveling more because there's so many times in the past it's kind of been like well I want to do this or I want to do that but it never really pans out or you know for one reason or, or the other or I have an excuse for this or that and I'm just I'm tired of giving excuses for myself yeah. and for my life and so I just say you know this year is just I'm, I want to be different I want my I told myself I want my 30s to be different than my 20s because my 20s was a roller co- an emotional roller coaster and I just I feel like I want to be living in my prime in my 30s so that's where I'm at right now that's what's up yeah no that's dope um how much of an outlet has it been being uh like building um a platform on social media in terms of sharing yourself sharing your story you're super funny like you do the skits and like mm-hmm. talk about you you know taking like the the um different different things that are kind of popular in terms of like trending trends or whatever on social media and and you know making them relevant to yourself um how much of an outlet has that been and how many you know I'm I mean I'm sure you've probably built a community in terms of like people who have reached out and like you know uh whether it be that they want to transition or that they're just queer period right uh how much of an outlet has it been it has been a major outlet um especially with like the podcast and and I, and I need to get back on it that's what I, I want to get back into podcasting and my YouTube channel and all that stuff but it's been a, a major outlet especially like in the beginning when I first started transitioning because it was a lot of people who were like you know you should share your story like you need to you're a really good speaker you need to you know we want to hear you you should talk you should speak so it's been and just knowing that people want to hear my story knowing that people are interested or like you said like this could just touch one person and, and, and that's like the goal that's that was my goal like I just want to be able to touch one person to be like you know hey I saw you know this or that and it really inspired me to do this or inspired me to live my truth or whatever so it's been just an amazing it, it's been an outlet for not only myself but I feel like for other people I'll never forget um there was right before the pandemic hit because I really want to be a public speaker and right before the pandemic hit I was doing um these panels online, uh, these panels, I was a part of a panel for a play, this transgender uh, young man, he wrote a play and it was about, kind of like about his coming out story. And so after the play, uh, we would have, it would be a panel of myself and other transgender uh, people up there and the audience would ask us questions and just different things and and, and getting, a, uh, getting a chance to speak our story or tell our, you know, perspectives. And after one of the panel shows, this young man, he came up to me and I could tell that he was pre-transition, but um, he came up to me. He was like, you know what? He said, I want to be just like you when I grow up. I was like, really? And it just, it took me off guard, but it made Mm -hmm. me feel good. And it made me feel good knowing it was humbling, but it also made me feel good knowing that I was an inspiration to somebody and hopefully an inspiration leading somebody to live their truth because to me there's nothing well there's a lot of things that are sadder but one of the saddest things to me in life is when somebody feels like they can't be their genuine authentic self they have to live whether it be in the closet whether it be you know uh just not being able to come out whether for their orientation or their gender identity or whatever just whatever is stopping you from being your true authentic self that has got to be a miserable life but i know because i used to live a life of not being able to be my authentic self. And I was miserable. So I know that person has to be miserable. So to be able to give people that gift of inspiration or that gift of courage, that little ounce of, I can do this. If I see him doing it, I can do that. Because I once looked at somebody and said, you know, if he can do it, I want to do that too. Mm -hmm. So 
it's it's been a great outlet for for me to get off emotions that I have or, or stories that I want to tell. But it's all I feel like it's also been a great outlet for others as well, and that's really re- rewarding. So yeah, yeah, dope man, dope. So what do you have coming up? Music, uh, creative. What you got going on, man? I want to start my podcast again. I got that coming. Um, and then I'm also right now, currently I'm working on trying to get my social media platforms up, like my Instagram following up, uh, my TikTok following. So I'm trying to get more consistent because my biggest, my biggest thing is procrastination and inconsistency. So I'm trying to work on those two things and trying to be more just consistent and be more of a face on social media so that those are the things I want. so I want people to look out for my podcast coming soon I think I want to revamp it I, I kind of want to redo a whole new name and, and do a whole new thing I still in the works on it but I want to get my podcast back going and just uh, get my be a better content creator yeah so. I feel you I feel it I feel it that's what's up man so we're gonna play a quick game before we get out of here okay you ready yeah <laughs> boxers or briefs we're gonna play this or that the game is this or that okay uh briefs boxers or briefs 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 laundry or cooking laundry day at the spa or watching sports all day day at the spa beard or no beard Ooh, that's a tough one Right now I'm gonna go with no beard, but on a good on any other day I could go with a beard. So I like both, but right now I'll say no beard. Uh, new shoes or new clothes? Ooh, new clothes. Short hair or long hair? Long. <laughs> like that long hair too. Uh, sports car, or big truck. Big truck. Big wedding or small ceremony? Mm, big wedding. Stay up late or sleep in? Stay up late. Iron or redry it? Iron. Thank you for that answer. <laughs> <laughs> pay or have her pay? Pay. Top or bottom? Top. <laughs> <laughs> and that, my friends, is the end. <laughs> tell the people where they can find you well you can find me on instagram mo underscore guap g-w-a-p underscore um you can also find me on facebook mo guap henderson and you can also find me on tiktok guapa g-w-a-p-p-a 214 awesome man well thank you so much for coming through it was great talking to you amazing story wish you nothing but success in 2023 and beyond and we looking out for more stuff from you man And y'all already know, this is another episode of the Quilly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Peace.